rise and shine. Right, okay, so we're live, Joe Rogan style. <laughs> today, today on the podcast, we've got a special one. We've got Craig Watson, former Hamilton academical player, former Arbroath, former every other team in the country. <laughs> Three clubs. Three clubs. Three clubs, um, like Yeah, now, now obviously with East Fife. How's things, mate? How's, how's quarantine life? How's it getting on? Oh, all good, mate. All good. Just adapting like everyone else. Um, I'm actually enjoying Scotland that the weather's been decent. So, you know, going out runs, and we workouts in the garden, all that sort of stuff. It's not been bad. I mean, yeah, keep myself busy. It was day-to-day rain. If it was the usual weather, then I think it would be pretty, <laughs> pretty different. I know. Man. You're, miss- you're, missing, you're missing football? Ah, but that's pretty much the only thing I'm missing, to be honest. Like... I'm loving life, like just now, you know, again, I've got a really good routine, but yeah, I'm missing the, the training, missing seeing all the, all the boys of the team, um, and then games on a Saturday, you miss big time. That's probably yeah, what, what, what do you make of the whole setup they've done in terms of terminating the league? Uh, it is what it is, I don't think you can grumble, you're never going to be able to please everyone, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think East Fife voted, like the team I play for voted... Uh, against it to stop, but obviously everyone's got their own yeah their own reasons for voting one way or another. But it's a uh, yeah, there's going to be potential restructuring of the leagues as well, so that will be interesting to see what happens. But it's whatever, hopefully they decide soon, just so they can get it back on the no. go. Bad enough not knowing when football's going to get back. Never mind what what it's going to look like when we get back. Yeah, exactly. So today, looking forward to this one, what we're going to do is me and Craig are going to pick or start an 11 of players that we've played with in our career. We're also going to select a manager and one super sub. So yeah, looking forward to this one. We'll get, might as well just get us going, get us straight into it. So we're going to go managers first. Now, obviously, I've been at Thistle, Wraith Rovers, East Fife, Queen's Park on loan as well. So I've got my fair selection, but we're going to let guests go first before right. I get into mine. So who have we got for managerial position, Craig? For Gaffer, it was a, a pretty standout. I had him like through, he was still playing when I went full time. And he was he was switching between being obviously a first team captain, being the twenties, the twenties coach, and the assistant manager. And he went on to be the gaffer there, but Alec Neil, um, solid at, choice. At Hamilton, absolute top manager, angry guy. You can't <laughs> you can't really argue with that selection because he went on. So were you with him at Hamilton when you had that unbelievable start to the season? Yeah. Yeah, um, I was yeah, I was, I was in the first team that season. What was that? Was that two thousand? Yeah, I remember. Six. I remember Ali. Cro- I remember he's beating Celtic at Celtic Park, and Ali Crawford scored. Yeah, and that kind of oh, topped off that run. And yeah, then that, was, that was actually a January. That was like the Christmas, and then that's when he got his move to Norwich. Yeah, because um, he had that. I mean, that year or year and a half that he had, because he then went to Norwich and got then promoted yeah. straight away. 
Right. Uh, they went through the playoffs. Yeah, went through the playoffs. Yeah, his life with it. Yeah, you can't. Well, you can't really argue with that, I guess. Uh, And brought Frankie McAvoy with him. Oh, what a guy! What a guy! (laughs) Yeah. So for those that don't actually know, I was actually at Hamilton as well when I was younger, uh, which is probably the first place our paths crossed. I was at Hamilton for. God, probably about six years when I was younger. Mm. Frankie was the head of youth. Yeah. Yeah. Same age as you, but I was the year above. Colder. Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Alex Neal was actually in the first team squad. He'd only just signed, I think, when I was there. And Mm. yeah, you can't really argue what he'd done in what he'd done in Scottish football. I've went with my gaffer. Now, I'm going to be honest, was a toss-up. It was really close between two. So I'm going to give an honourable mention to Gus McPherson at Queen's Park. You want to talk about angry men? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that guy was an absolute pleasure to work under. I mean, we got promoted the year I was at Queen's Park on loan um, from League 2 to League 1. And went round to his house for a barbecue to celebrate with his family and stuff. I mean, top block, but for 90 minutes. I mean, I remember in the playoffs, we were playing Cowdenbeath and I tore my hamstring running down the line. At Cowdenbeath? At Cowdenbeath, at the, at the, the, the go-kart track. <laughs> and I was lying down in the corner next to one of the big tyres in agony. Couldn't move. Knew I was done straight away. And Gus McPherson came sprinting down the line, was screaming at me in the physio. Um, if I could go back on, I mean, the physio were just looking at him like, Jesus, Gus, no, no chance. Time. I've got one leg here. Yeah, it was. But he was an honourable mention. But I decided, I thought, I went with Alan Archibald. I thought for everything that he not only done for my career in terms of, I mean, I came, he took me from Simon Thistle under 20s and brought me through to the first team, kept me in the first team for three years when I was injured a lot and probably stayed a lot longer than I probably should have, to be honest. But, I mean, I know he, in the end, ended up getting a sack for Partick Thistle. But, I mean, they had... I think a good four or five years where they were punching well above weight. I think everyone would agree. Finishing it off with a top six finish, which they got the year before he got um, the sack. But I mean, he was the same kind of similar to your story with Alex Neal. He just finished playing when I'd got there. So he just took over from Jackie, uh, Jackie McNamara, who then went to Dundee. Dundee United and um, Alan Archibald took over. He was a captain under Jackie and then finished playing. And um, you, you didn't get coached off Jackie McNamara, no? No, no. I came just as Jackie left. So, but yeah, Alan, Alan was a great play. He was he was better than your you. I think I've found that all the best managers seem to be defensive minded players. They seem to be the best ones I've played under. Anyway, they seem to just. I guess it's because strikers are. It's hard to coach strikers into what to do. You know, it's kind of just like, you know, yeah, whereas defensive and midfield, I think, is a bit more structured. Um, pers- yeah, so, and I think if you're a striker trying to teach defenders, it's hard. <laughs> you know, I think as a defender, you just tell strikers, just go do whatever you want, basically. But yeah. in terms yeah, I'm of... Sure. I'm sure. I was, a, I was either a young... Like young boy full t- uh, full time, one of the first years in, or I was in the youth academy, but I was watching a Thistle Hamilton game, and I'm pretty sure I remember Archibald sticking the head on Dougie Emery. <laughs> I'm sure he gets sent off for a big headbutt. Well, I mean, obviously we'll get to when it comes to one of my players, we'll get to Hamilton Thistle games. Don't you worry, because <laughs> there's one in particular that I really want to touch on. But 
Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all because I remember Aaron Archibald coming down to, we were playing Dunfermline away at East End Park one Tuesday night in the reserves and um, Alan was on the bench. He was in the bench and I think he'd even, I don't know if he declared himself on the team or if he'd just kind of done this at a whim, but basically I think it was Liam Lindsay get injured and basically Alan Archibald subbed himself on. And yeah, big leaders went on to happen. I know, and he came. Alan came on, and straight away, corner got whipped in. He felt he was being fouled, so ref blows for uh, I think it got headed over the bar. It's a goal kick or whatever. And Alan Archibald's running back up the park with the ref, and um, he he said something. I still to this day don't know what it was, but the ref sent him off. <laughs> He'd been on the park for about thirty seconds in a reserve game. <laughs> And it was funny because all the papers the next day were like, Thistle manager on Archibald gets sent off in under-20 reserve game. Oh, it was absolutely comical. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's so we've got Alan Archibald and we've got Alex Neal leading the team. So, goalkeeper, who have we got? Goalie, uh, only played a good a few games. There's a few players I only played a few games with him at Hamilton and that, but he's, he's an absolute standout. It's Mikey McGovern. Good goalie. Ah. Uh, uh, Nicest guy as well. Like really, really grounded. Every now and again, I'll message him or whatever. Message me, just, you know, just keeping up. And nah, lovely guy, but amazing goalie. Yeah, training sessions, everything. Like just yeah, because he got a move up. after those Euros, didn't he? Was that? Did he go? To the, he went to the Euros a Hamilton player. Am I uh, right? No, I think he was. I think he'd moved to Norwich by then. Did he move to Norwich by then? I'm sure he had, yeah. I'm, I think I was away. I left in, what was it, the 2017, the summer. I think that's when I left. And I, I'm sure that's when you got a move as well. Yeah, but, I, mean, I had yeah. an unbelievable tournament. I remember watching it. Yeah, um, nah, it was incredible. And that's just, I think, the most memorable thing. It's, <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up because of the penalty, right? But I scored a winning <laughs> penalty and I shoot out, right? <laughs> And he's obviously the goalie, so it's like myself, I've hit the penalty and the goalies are standing beside the, uh, beside the goal. I've scored it, winning penalty, it was against our rivals, our, our derby rival. I've ran over, ran over celebrating, but I'm like, I don't know how much he's going to celebrate, is he going to hug me, am I going to jump on him or whatever? And uh, the video is the most awkward thing. You just like, as a wee half hug, my arm gets caught in between the two of us, mate. I just, I die cringing every time I see it, man. But, yeah, that's my... I guess memory of Mikey McGovern having a, the world's most awkward celebration. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't argue with that selection. Can't argue with that at all. I've went with another goalie that you're actually probably very familiar with, uh, Thomas Cherney. I went oh, with Thomas yeah. Cherney. Um, mm-hmm. Unbelievable shot stopper. Very unique individual, I'll say that. Um, yeah. I mean, we got him. He'd been at Hibs. So he'd been, at, he'd been abroad, obviously, with CSKA, Sophia. And then he came to Hibs, didn't play at all that season and ended up joining us at Thistle. And um, one of the most professional players I've ever met. Like his preparation, due diligence, the whole lot was unbelievable. But he did have a weird thing where he'd come in early in the morning and he'd go into the toilet and read a book, which... I actually met him in the the train, I think it was about two or three years ago, I hadn't seen him for years and years and years, and he was just sitting nice and quiet. Great guy, guy. great guy, but I'm sorry, you can't be reading books in the changing room in the morning. (laughs) 
<laughs> just that's that's a no go. But yeah, great guy, great great goalkeeper, great shot stopper. Had a really good career in Scotland for somebody. You know, obviously had his spells at Hamilton. Um, didn't really play. I'm with sure him. Celtic were looking at him at one point. Like yeah. there was strong links with him moving to Celtic. Yeah. And yeah, was great shot stopper, especially. When he first came, we were actually down in London at the time for pre-season. I remember, his, I remember his, yeah, I remember his first training session. I'm a young boy trying to break through, you know, and you're doing a shooting drill at the end of training. Bear in mind, this pre-season, and my right leg's one leg of the park, and my left leg's over the other side, you know. And we were doing a finishing drill, and he saved every single shot from seven, eight yards out. Tra- oh, Scott Patterson, now Archibald are looking like, what the hell have we got here? And I'm like, Thomas, you know, I know you're new, but geez, can you let, let one or two in? Bloody hell. Um, but in fairness, I think you've done it to everyone else as well. So it wasn't just me in my defence. Uh, yeah. So obviously now it's going to debate because I've went a 4-4-2 formation, but I'm right in saying you've mixed it up here. I went a wee 3-4-3, yeah. Three, more right, so what, what, the... what we're going to do here is we're just going to get you to go through your entire back line, right? right okay. So, so three at the, the back. So who have you got? Right, okay. I'll start in the central. My base, spot on my spine. It's got to be Ricky Little. <laughs> <That> up, bro. <laughs> the definition of with Heather is grand. Like, what a solid centre-back. Arguably one of the great headers of the ball in Scottish lower leagues. That's the thing. He's not, like, the tallest. By yeah, far, he's not the tallest centre-back. But what a beast in the air. He yeah. will header anything. And not the... He did admit that. Not the fanciest of centre-backs, but so reliable. I think he's... I can't remember ever, ever been injured. Like, yeah. he's seen... He obviously, he was at Queen's Park for a good bit, but then... He stayed with our growth right through when I was with him in, in League League Two. Yeah. Um all the way through. He's had a, a double promotion and they've had another solid season in the championship. So he's he's been there right through. Yeah, uh, he's right been through a real, real standout growth, uh, real standout for Dick Campbell. Yeah, absolutely. He's been so, uh, a solid solid centre back for them and such a nice guy as well. Great guys, a good laugh in the changing yeah. room and everything. Good, good guy to have about. So, nah, that's what I'd have in the centre back, left back, and decent, good footballer, right? But and for just being such a nice guy, Pat Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy, Fodrick, Fodrick, mate in the cut. Such a good guy. Yeah, uh, reliable, reliable at the back, man. Does what he says. He's fit, man. Like a fit, fit player. Yeah, um, Pat's one of those that I'm adamant that Pat's going to go down as arguably the greatest East Fife player in history just because he's going to be there favorite. he's fan fans favourite and coach favourite every coach loves him <laughs> Pat plays different positions no matter which coach is in and like you yeah. said they'll just I don't know. solid left back yeah. I don't know a course recently an IT course with uh, Gary Naismith and he was he was like I don't know why Pat plays left he's a centre mid yeah. Centre mid, he was yeah, adamant well, centre mid. Yeah. I've never really seen him play centre mid. I've in three seasons, I've seen him just pretty much play left back or left wing. Yeah. Well, um, that's where it was because I signed under Gary Naismith at East Fife, and Pat was centre mid because I think it was. I mean, Gary Naismith was playing left back at the time, so I wonder how much that has got to do with that decision. But then I remember when Barry yeah. Smith came in, and it was like, right, let's bring in all these centre mids. So Pat moved to left mid and he was playing left mid, left back and he was just as good, 
you know, yeah. he's one of these. Bar, you know, like anywhere yeah. on the left side, he's reliable. He's got an yeah. engine on him. Like, yeah, see, sure. like when you're doing runs, runs and training and stuff. What a stride he's got on him, like yeah. properly takes off. Reliable and tremendous for the Christmas. <laughs> great, guy. great guy. What Love the great thing. legend. And right back, I'm kind of, I'm kind of swaying because I got, I've got two names down here. One I never really played much with him. I trained for ages with Hamilton and stuff with him. Mikey Devlin. Yeah. So like, I can't I can't really remember playing too many games with him. So, but in terms of like training, being around him, playing with the same team with him, uh, uh, Mikey Devlin, class on the ball. He properly transformed himself. Like, got in some shape. I don't know if it was a preseason uh, when he was full time or whatever, but like, got in an unbelievable shape. Started winning bleak tests. Became um, a really all round. Yeah, un- unlucky, unlucky with injuries. Unlucky with injuries. Yeah, yeah, he was really unlucky. He was, he was like on the verge of a of his move. Granted, he, he yeah. did eventually get his Aberdeen, but I'm sure he was on the verge of it once. And yeah, then it was literally the last game of the season. I'm sure yeah. he was against yeah. Park. That's what just a freak accident. His knee, he done his knee again, and yeah. that was a sin. Man. Nah, me, me and him both know what it's like to have knee injuries. But credit to him uh, coming back and getting in an unbelievable shape. So he's your, he's yeah. your choice. He's who you've went yeah. with. Yeah. And yeah. who's? I'm gonna, who's... Have a shout, I'm gonna have a shout out. Yeah. To this guy is partnering well, Ricky Lato, in terms of he your grand Andy Munro. <laughs> Jesus. Mate. Andy Munro, Ricky Lato, ruthless defender, <laughs> ruthless great guy. Him and Pat Slattery on a night out would be tremendous. Yeah, Andy uh, Munro is always one of those that I never played with Andy. We'd always always be fighting on the park oh, and then yeah. you meet him off the park and you realize he's actually the nicest guy ever you know nice, nice. and it's well, like nice. <laughs> yeah just because yeah. i've I, never I had been have to get him in there for a shout out yeah like, no i'm sure he'd appreciate that well that's a solid back line i've went with 442 so i've went four at the back now i'll start off with right back which it's going to be a very interesting choice. Now, I'm going to be honest, I've got a few dubious calls in here. But okay. Right back, I've went with Jordan McMillan. Now, let's put aside, obviously, all the stuff that occurred. One of the greatest guys I've ever met. Jordan was one of the senior players, obviously, when I was coming through in Thistle. And Jordan would one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Came through Rangers. He was obviously part of that. Blue Heaven documentary with um, him, Charlie Adam um, were really the only two that really made it to any real level. But in training, it didn't matter if you were 34 or you're 16, if you were training the first team, he was metal studs on the AstroTurf, two-foot tackles, flying in, flying in. But the nicest guy ever. Like, we're just one of those guys that just looked after the young boys when they came up. And well, I've never met him, but I've never heard good stuff about yeah. him. Yeah, he is. He, he really is a great guy. I can't say enough about Jordan, especially when I was coming through at Thistle. Nutter, absolute nutter, but such a great guy. Such a great guy. Center halves, I've went with a combination of both boys I played at Thistle. I've actually went with Liam Lindsay, the now obviously Stoke player. Can't really argue with the career he's went on to have a great a great career. Um, great guy. Liam actually went to the same school as me. Um, yeah. And we were part of the same Thistle youth team that came through. A massively. Massive boy. Big, 
Liam's a big boy. Like he's not. You know how you get sometimes get those tall boys that quite skinny struggle to put on size. Liam's just a gigantious human being. Yeah, just big legs, big arms, big head, the whole shebang. And um, actually, an underrated left foot as well. He's actually got a wand of a left foot on him. Just never used it. Like I played against him. Like obviously for years when he was up here, um, and he's he properly like, like credit to him getting his moved down to England and stuff. Really yeah. done really well. Done really well uh, at Barnsley. Yeah, really well obviously at Barnsley. Got the move to Stoke. It was an interesting yeah. one because Liam's one of those that was never going to struggle coming up to first team, you know, because yeah. he he had the size, he had the thing that most people like. There's a lot of people that technically can play first team but it takes him a good few years to physically catch up. And yeah. Liam was one of those that was tossing aside elite Premier League strikers straight away, you know, yeah. just without a care in the world. Sure, I remember playing in the championship against him. I think he was on loan at Alloa. Yep, he went, yep, he was on loan Alloa. Alloa, yeah, he went to Alloa. Yeah, I remember playing him there and he was, you know, obviously my age and like he was on that pitch and he was just fit, looking at like he fitted right in. If yeah. I went on, I'd just look like that. An empty, an empty t-shirt running about my <laughs> <laughs> A buck fifty, soaking wet. And his partner and him, I'm also went with a boy that played Mate Thistle, Freddie Franz. Freddie Franz, who was Belgian internationalist under 18s, 19s, 20. Played with the who's who of Belgian players from yeah. Lukaku's, your Hazards, your the whole shebang. Fred was an R guy who, unlucky with knee injuries, tore his ACL, captained Liers when Tony Watt was there. Really good mates with Tony Watt. Another just big, friendly giant. Great lad. Great yeah. guy in the park. Scored one of the best goals I've seen from a centre-half away at Ross County. 30-yard screamer into the bottom corner. Um, oh. Celebration, Freddie was terrible. Absolutely terrible, but the goal was brilliant. And then found himself at Dundee United last year. Oh, was he back Yeah, because he went, Freddie went back to Belgium, his team that he'd played with before, was captain. But I think I'm right, if I'm right in saying, I think they ended up going under and he had to leave. I think the club doesn't exist anymore. So he went to Dundee United when they went down to the championship and he's now back over, um, back over in his home country. Recently had a child as well um, with his wife Valerie. And uh, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Really good guy. Yeah, 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 still keep in touch with him. Yeah, he's a good guy, very good guy, Freddie. Got on well with him. And left back, another dubious choice, but I couldn't not put him in. I went with Andy Robertson. Now, wow. this is a debatable choice wow. because I played with Andy at Queen's Park all the way growing up, and he obviously wasn't the player that he is yeah. now. So when I played with him, he probably wouldn't get in this team, but I'm throwing a Champions League winner in there. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm tossing him in. I don't give him. I, he, he has to, I mean, it's amazing, obviously. When I was at Queen's Park with him, great left peg. Unbelievable left peg. That's something he's always had. The strength, the pace, everything else has kind of came on leaps and bounds. I think for Andy, it really has been, obviously, worked his tail off, deserves every bit he's got. But it was an ideal, I think, you couldn't paint the picture better than that move to Dundee United. Yeah. I think at the time it occurred with Ryan Gould, John Souter, Jackie McNamara obviously playing them all. The start they had to the season, um, they beat Rangers in the Cup. 
they were they were on fire and he obviously ended up getting that move um, down to Hull. Now, I know obviously you've crossed passes, paths with him as well. And yeah, one of those that was just probably, I think this will be the only time Pat Slattery ever gets compared to Andy Robertson. But <laughs> when he was younger, a similar idea to Pat, where plug him in anywhere, do a, do a job. And the interesting thing about Andy is he's just done that, except he's not changed that MO, but he's kept doing it in the Premier League and in Champions Leagues. Just put him in, and these obviously went from leaps and bounds. So that's he rounds off my back four. So yeah. I've got Jordan McMillan right back, Freddie Franz, Liam Lindsay in the middle, and I've went Andy Robertson at left back. So moving oh, on. Were you at Queen's Park for a while? I remember you having a man bun there. Yeah, so I was at Queen's Park for two years as a youth player, and then before Thistle, and then two years went back on loan. And the man bun, yeah, was in full effect down the lower leagues. I went through I'm sure I was against I was against Queen's Park. I don't know if you were playing that I done my knee when I was alone at Arbroath. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. I was yeah. up at Arbroath. I remember it. Yeah, I do. No, but the man bun, yeah, the man bun actually got shaved while I was at Queen's Park because I thought I was tired of I mean, you think abuse is bad in the streets of Glasgow, you go to a League One game wearing a man bun and then you see <laughs> you see how much of a field day the fans have. Hey, most of us have tried it. I'm going to get on to it later on, but I've, I've <laughs> yeah, certainly tried. Don't worry. Yeah, your man bun, your man bun will be, will be getting initiated later on. Yeah, right, so amazing. moving on to the midfield, who you got in the middle? Right, okay. So middle, first first centre mid is going to be Darren McKinnon yep. of, of oh, Hamill. Maniac. <laughs> Maniac. <laughs> Fitting it, mate. So fit. It was always... It was always him and Greg Docker in the fitness test and they were like the top boys. Mikey Devlin, to be fair, came on when I was telling you about like improving his fitness. But he was one that really looked after uh, the young boy, like kind of backed up the young boys and stuff. Like he would treat you, he would give you just as much as abuse as he would a regular first team player. I always remember when there was a, a open pre season tournament that we used to join in and it was like you know the you know like the classic corner that you yeah, won like the ball's going to come in, you block the runner and the guy comes round the front, yeah, like yeah. classic corner. I was the blocker, right? So there was a defender and I was basically blocking Darien's man. He was like this stalwart of a player for Oban. I, I like grabbed him, stopped him. Darien got the run. Don't know if he scored or not, but this guy, this Oban player was going ballistic at me, like getting mental <laughs> right up in my face. And all I heard is Darien. He's a fucking young boy. Leave him alone. <laughs> oh, mate, backed me right up. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you, always, you always need one of them in the centre of the park. Oh, mate, yeah. Back shop 100%. Engine, he had good few hundred games under his belt for Hamilton. Yeah, he's played now a lot. Back, really. Yeah, played um, a lot for Hamilton. Solid player. He's really crucial in that. Uh, see, the season he got promoted from the Championship to the Premiership, obviously being Hibs in the playoff, um, he was massive uh, that season. Um, such an engine in the middle of that pitch. Dog, but yeah. also, also decent going forward as well. He was a striker, because he went from juniors uh, and then signed from uh, St. Hamilton. He was a, he was a striker, more so a striker. I'm, I think I'm right in saying that, a junior. So I had a goal on him then, but not so much at Hamilton, but he was a solid centre mid player. Yeah, major. So I've, kind of, I've got a nice balance, actually, in my centre mid. So I've got him, and then I've got a much more attacking player in Scott Agnew, centre oh, mid. Agnew. 
Aggie. Talk about left ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good, man. There's not many Turn people that can consistently hit a ball like Aggie can. Ah, oh, mate. Turned, uh, really turned his free kicks on this season. I don't know in his past if he scored a lot of free kicks or whatever, but scored a few really important free kicks this season for us. Great guy as well. Lovely, lovely boy. Uh, on and off the pitch, he's doing really well with his business and everything. But, nah, great, great centre mid. Um, yeah, he's a great. I mean, for yeah, for in terms of what you look for in a captain, Aggie's ideal. Yeah, you know, really he doesn't didn't get the boys going. Um, he's obviously experienced. Now nah, you look up to guys like that. He's brilliant. He's done. He's, I think he's got probably on track for every award this year at Hamilton <laughs> in terms of player the year, goal of the season, everything. Well, yeah. actually, I, I think big Anton won. Goal of the year, but uh, yeah, but that's because Anton goes crazy on Twitter and gets everybody to vote. <laughs> send some private messages he's going to fill an aisle and voting for him <laughs> I got to be got to be in there in terms of his attacking qualities his through balls his, his shooting his crossing uh, aye great great centre mid so yeah, no I like Alan defending and attacking between McKinnon and Agnew yeah right on the left wing again I'm, oh no, I'm going to go right wing start right wing it's got to be Bobby Lynn baller another yeah Oh, yeah, hey, Bobby so Lynn, yeah. Obviously, a really good like, younger career with Dundee. I don't yeah. know if he can act on higher than that because what a player he is. Like, yeah. Actually, in the past few seasons, I think he's in his best shape that he's ever been in in his life. When I was up at Arbroath on loan, he was obviously class technically in that, but I don't think he was in the condition that he's in now. He's obviously really knuckled down in terms of fitness and whatnot. I played right back at the time. He played right wing and he could actually just give him the ball. Past one yeah. or two players, cross it or shoot. Um, yeah, well, they obviously had that great year last year with Arbroath because I was at Wraith and obviously they tipped us for the title. Arbroath, I mean, they ran away with it that year. Um, let's be honest, I don't think they lost till January or something, you know, and he was unbelievable. And he's another guy who's a staple in team of the year every year, guaranteed. Uh, it came on Twitter the, part the, the other day, but we had a chance to beat them that year if Sparky hadn't <laughs> dinked uh, his penalty yeah. in the 90th minute and the yeah. keeper caught it. Dear Lord, yeah. It's not the first time Sparky's attempted a dink penalty. One earlier that season, they had the Airdrie. Pet, we got a penalty in that. Just before half time, it was the, I think it was to take the lead or to either get, I don't know if we were down 1-0 or whatever. Dinked it. Barring in, like, yeah. oh wow, <laughs> it came off so good. Uh, but he's obviously went for it again. To be fair, DJ's dived, but he's had time to go. But, it's go all, but let's be honest, it was also the worst dink penalty in the history of dink penalties. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> to be fair, it was him that brought it up because it was a that's the Dan penalty from the World Cup finals been going about Twitter. Yeah. And he reposted it. He's like, ah, he couldn't do it against our bro. Yeah, because let's because I know obviously there was a lot around that because Aggie, I'm writing, had been on penalties and Sparky yeah. took them yeah. because oh, was I was a, in a, a similar a frosty changing them after yeah, that game. Because I imagine wow. because I was on the same I was in the same situation where you were actually playing in the game when you were on trial at St. Mirren pre-season and we played oh, you with these five and we done that way pre-season where you had one starting 11 for the first half and another starting 11 for the second half and I'd took in I think six or seven the year before and scored every one under Barry Smith and Darren Young came in and Sparky took a penalty in the second half of that game against St. Mirren. I don't think he gave away that penalty to be fair. 
Yeah, either da. Um, yeah, we'll have to dig into that. Um, I wonder why I never get signed to. <laughs> um, and I remember I played the first half. Obviously, it's St. Mary's training complex behind closed doors. The game means nothing. And, you know, you play about 40 young boys in this game. I played the first half. Then there was a changeover in the second half. And Spar- we got a penalty the second half and Sparky scored it. And then I remember first game away to Peterhead. And yeah, we go, you know, and you go to the change room and you go to the, the corners and all that. They're up in the wall. And Sparky was on penalties. And I, my blood boiled. And I remember, <laughs> you know, it's bad. <laughs> When you've got Paul Willis in the warm-up trying to cool you down. <laughs> Willis was in the warm-up. Like, Doug, just forget about it. Listen, it's all right. I was like, there's one thing you don't do, and it's take a striker off pens. Because oh, that's, yeah. the, that's at least six goals a season in the lower leagues. What a season you had as well that year. You'd have been on, <laughs> I know. Imagine the amount of goals you've oh, had. If, if I can get pens, yeah. I, would have, well, I wouldn't have tried to dink any, I can assure you that. <laughs> um, right, so that's our that's our right mid sorted. Yeah, right wing, left wing. So another one's kind of the same as Mikey Devlin. Like, didn't play too much with him, but trained a lot. Played a few good, a couple of games with him in that. Uh, played a lot of 20s games, actually. Templeton, David Templeton. Yeah. He's had a bizarre career because yeah. he's one of those where. Highs and lows, mate. Highs and lows. Yeah. Like, start early, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, hearts. Hearts. Yeah. And then Hamilton, obviously. Then Rangers. In Rangers, yeah, when they were in the lower league. Hi, my, my one of my memories of him, man, was we had a twenties game. I was away to Hibs during the day and we were running well late, man. He was picking me up and he was driving me through. Turned up in his RS seven, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> like mate, he's almost killed me about four times in the car journey. Drives land, absolute maniac. But uh, I, that's what I remember him for that. And at the end of the season, we stayed up against Dundee United. We had a night out and sanctuary and stuff. So we're chatting away, having a good laugh, man. I'm like, right, I'll be a, I'll, I'll be the big shot. You want a few shots, uh, David? Like that. It's like, aye, okay. So I'm like, right, we'll get a few. Uh, cafe patrons, you know, the wee coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, can we get two, please? He's like, nah. can we get the bottle, please? <laughs> like that. And he's just whipped out. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Nothing worse. Nicest guy. So sound. Um, mental. What a player, but what a player. Yeah, he's hey, one of those players I've never actually came up against. Mm, um, back, he's back up at Hamilton. Um, but nah, dead tricky, low centre of gravity, great finisher. Yeah. Really, really good finisher. Uh, um, again, though, didn't play overly the, too much with him. But yeah, no, I had a great few years. Injuries as well. So let's round up that midfield there. So go Bobby Lennon in the right, Zazla McKinnon centre, Aggie, Scott Agnew in the centre, attacking centre, left wing, David Templeton. Can't really argue with that, I guess, can you? In my four in the midfield, straight 4 4 2, obviously, for me. So in the middle, I'll start out out left. So I've went with Stevie Lawless out left, obviously now at Livingston. Unbelievable player. Could not touch him preseason. The first few weeks of preseason, when everyone's trying to get their legs back, you'll have done double session, you'll have done running in the morning, then usually, depending on what club you're at, it's games in the afternoon or ball work. And we played games in the afternoon, and he would play as if he'd been back for six months. You yeah. just could not touch him. We played... Oh, just such fast feet he, the ball was on a string and yeah. we'd play Friday at Thistle you played boxes and games on a Friday 
um, just light before obviously the game the next day. It was basically whoever gets Stevie won. Just that yeah. was that was it. It was there's no point even doing it to be honest with you because he was that good. He scored four or five in a game and mm. you know five aside or seven aside or whatever we chose to do that particular day. But it was an absolute joke. And yeah, obviously now at Livingston having a great turn at Livingston like as well. Man. Yeah. Well. yeah. Um, the centre of the park, I went with Chris Erskine with a one. Um, Squiddy played with us. He'd left. He had a great season with Thistle. Was a, mm. You got them promoted. Um, the front three, kind of him, Doolin and Stevie Lawless, tore up championship that year, got them promoted. Then he got the move to Dundee United and he was actually on that team with Andy Robertson and um, Ryan Gold and all that, but didn't struggle to get a game. So he came on loan to us. He came back to Thistle on loan. And Squiddy's one of those that looks like he doesn't know how to play football. He looks like Bambi on ice, but glides past people glides yeah. past people it's it's most bizarre thing i've ever seen off a football i played, I played against them a couple of times in that last that last season ah, it's always it's always been a good player man. yeah um like i said that championship season where thistle got promoted he was he was unbelievable and you know same he's made obviously a good career of himself and um, the other one stuart bannigan banzo was young when I was at Thistle, came through and has played a ridiculous amount of games for Thistle when you look at it. But I'd, I think I've played with Banzo, I think I've played with Banzo for probably about four or five years and I think I ever saw him give the ball away. Ever. Oh. Ever. He's just... And he's not, he's not the most athletic Banzo, but another one will just work tirelessly all game. And very unlucky with injuries. He had one injury that bothered him basically for the best part of two years um, and really knocked him for six. But it started to regain form, which is good to see. But a great centre mid, great centre mid. Never probably one of the top players I've played with, to be honest. Yeah, just an absolute workhorse in the middle of the park. Yeah. Bit of nasty streak in him as well when he's playing, which obviously you always need. My right mid is going to be my next dubious pick and it's even probably more dubious than Andy Robertson in Jeez. that I've went with <laughs> James McFadden mate when have you played the James McFadden <laughs> so this is, where the, this is <laughs> so Fads actually came on trial pre-season at Thistle with me he was there he was with us must have been for a good three four weeks before he went to his third spell at Motherwell so he went basically Motherwell, St. Johnston, Motherwell. And in there, he came in um, right, on yeah. trial with preseason. And man, that's so dubious. So, such a dubious show. Such a dubious show. But he's one of those. I mean, I remember I was actually at Hamilton because I remember driving home from Hamilton listening to the, the France game. Yeah. We were basically in our prime for in terms of childhood, you know. Um, yeah. And he sc- I remember getting home like just in time for that goal that's obviously infamous now. Away to France. And <laughs> he, um, but there's a story. So Fads, obviously, by the time he gets to us at Thistle, is obviously not the boy that tore up Everton, you know, or was it Motherwell with the Mohawk, you know, in his younger days in the White Preds, but is technically unbelievable and a left wand like yeah. there's one day 
I'll never forget, we were playing at the science parks where we trained at Thistle. And it was a wet, wet day. And we played an 11-a-side game. So we were playing 11 v 11. And we had Stephen O'Donnell was at left back for one of the teams, obviously now Scotland internationalist. Come on up, boy. Um, I thought about it. I did think about sods, but I gave the nod to John McMillan. I just wanted a bit of bite. The sods probably, arguably, arguably not the best, the better of the two players. But but this day, and somebody's so sods is playing left back, and fads is playing right midfield on the other team. So they're up against yeah. each other, and the ball gets switched from one side of the park to the other. I can't remember who pinged it. Probably Gary Fraser or something. You know, one of these talking on ones, mate. Talking on ones, Gary Fraser shout out. So I'm going to say it was a Gary Fraser 95 yard diag against the wind, probably. <laughs> and it goes over Sod's head and it's landing at Fad's feet, and Sod's is turning. And as he turns to obviously close down Fad's, bear in mind this ball came about 70 yards and it's a wet, grassy day. He kills it on like the half bounce with the outside of his left peg so through so Sods as Sods is running to close him. Through the legs, Sods falls over, curls it in the top yard from 20 yards out. And so I was good. just like, yeah. wow. so purely for that moment alone, I'm yeah. putting him in. The most yeah. dubious call in history, but... Yeah. So I've basically got a left side of Andy Robertson and James McFadden and I've never played outside Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so finishing it off now with the attackers. So who have we got up top? Right, up top. So I'm playing three up top. On the left side, I would put Greg Docherty. All right. Yeah. Um, he plays like kind of centre mid and whatnot at times. I think he's good when he's out wide. He's got space to run because he's yeah. just an absolute athlete, running yeah. machine. Oh, physique, mate. Physique. <laughs> <laughs> Bleak test. Run everyone. Improved massively technically. What like you see him? He's, he's on loan at Hibs just now, and he's been, you know, goals. He's had assists this game. Yeah. Like he's coming a really all round, really good attacking. A midfielder played with like countless games in the development, and then good few games first team with him. And uh, ah, amazing, good, like such a nice guy as well. Like one of these guys that deserves to get the moves yeah. and all that. Like, yeah. His dream move to his boyhood uh, club Rangers, but yeah, nice. I'd, I'd have him in there for sure. Yeah, that, after that Rangers move, it could have went one or two ways. I mean. How many boys have you seen that move to, you know, bigger mm. clubs and then they just get oh, forgotten yeah. about and it's yeah. over? But he's really been able to have that resurgence at Hibs, like you said. The thing is, he went down, went down to Shrewsbury last year and he got, like, four Player of the Year awards. Yeah, like, playing ridiculously well. Like, cleaned up, got double figures from midfield in terms of goals. Like, so yeah, well, I remember, I remember watching that playoff final that he scored. Scored the winner. Did he? I can't remember that. Yeah, he scored a winner in the playoff final to keep them up, I think. Yeah, to keep them up. He was out for injury that year because I remember in the post-game, I'm thanking the physio. Right, so Greg Doherty, okay. Who's next? Absolute dedication as well, man. Right, mate, you're going to be happy with us. Centre-forward, based on this first season that he's fighting for you. I'm <laughs> he can't, you uh, surely not. Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I've never been I've never been a team where there's been like a 30, 30 goals uh, like 30 goal a season striker playing in and out a, sh- a shout was Jason Scotland like yeah, great he's probably the best finisher I've ever yeah. seen like seeing training mate he used to literally the slowest finishes you've ever seen but inside of the post every single time and the goalie wouldn't get it so good chilled out really really nice guy but mate you were class that season that first season I was at East Fife uh, how many goals did you score in the, in the 20s goals oh right that. no no I was just shy of it I was just shy of it because Sparky well, took me off pens <laughs> given the penalties mate you'd have been in mid 20s and and you are sort you are like all round granted you're a greedy bastard and you, you blaze 90% of your shots over the bar but you shoot that many times that one does go in like and you get goals mate like yeah, granted well, you've been unlucky with injuries and whatnot, but yeah. mate that, that season yeah well obviously uh, I got I got the move to Wraith after that year but the funny thing about that year was I remember thinking two or three games in this is because I, going into that season I started thinking right, this is my chance now. I was fit. It was the first time I was basically done a pre-season fully fit. And I was mm. thinking, right, now's a chance to really, you know, I was getting older. You know, I was maybe 24 at the time, 23, 24. And I was thinking, right, this is my last chance to really get a move back full time. Yeah. You know? And I remember the first two or three games of the season starting off terribly. I scored <laughs> one goal... In the because obviously this was the first year of this league cup preseason, so I remember scoring one goal in those four games or whatever. wasn't playing bad. One goal against Elgin, I think it was, at the time, Um, and the first two games of the season. I think we started off away to Stranraer. I think I missed three or four setters. Yeah. And then we played our bro three games into the season. Away is but away is Oh, terrible. And then do you know what the thing was? Three games into the season, we were away our broth, and it was <laughs> Hurricane Katrina was oh, on man. in full force. And I remember... I remember that absolute backs against the wall for 85 yeah. minutes. We got and, a goal. And it was... Yeah, and we had Nathan Flanagan playing. Flanagan scored, and he basically done one of those where he skins every single player He's one-on-one with the keeper and he taps it to the side and I blaze it over the bar and open goal six yards out. And I oh. remember thinking, dear Lord, um, it's over. <laughs> My career's over. I think that's what I was contemplating playing that game. And oh, two okay. seconds later, Sparky plays a long diag and Hutz, the goalie for our both at the time, that came man. sprinting out and just missed the ball. Just, <laughs> just left it. And I just tapped it in. And I'm adamant that had he not done that for me, because there was no way I was scoring with the confidence <laughs> how it was after those first few games. But no, I appreciate that, mate. I appreciate that for like another club I've ever played for was that's been the highest, probably the highest scoring centre forward. Um was that first season I was at East Bay, which mm-hmm. is what, two seasons ago. So yeah, no, I have who, you in there. Who completes it? Who completes Who's it? my right? partner. So, there, so there's one player that I would have in, and then there's an there's another shout out that I'd have to right, have. Well, let's so, let's go shout out first. I'll let you guess who this shout out player is. On his day when he can be fucked, right? Because he can never 
my arse. <laughs> you already know, mate. You already know. The best player I've ever seen in training, technically, yeah. kill the ball, make people right foot, left foot, nutmeg. Looked homeless that season. Who is it? It's the one and only Mark Lamont. Is who it is? Mark Lamont, mate. So good. Oh, mate. He's not even playing anymore. I, I, but that doesn't even surprise you. He could run through the foot. If you're playing small-sided games, run through the team, turn back, and go right through the team again. Absolute bar. Probably the best two-footed player I've seen in terms of with both feet. Would take corners with both feet. And but not just like yeah, that's easy there with a beard down his chest. He's got the messiest man bun you've ever seen. I, mate, I turned up and I'm like, what is this character? Like, who is this guy? But Borderline couldn't be our staff at the time, but when he could, mate, oh, so good and so funny. Yeah. Like he's there for the night out as well. So yeah. funny. Yeah, we were all in the same car like, school that season and yeah. what a character off the park. And he would he would roll his ankles on average four times a week because he turned that sharply. <laughs> yeah, I had to get him in there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciate that. We might appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, going off that uh, season, the Hamilton get promoted in the championship. Played a good few a handful of times that season. Tony Andrew, he went to Norwich. Another Hamilton player went to Norwich, and uh, he's back up at St Mirren. Yep. So I was actually speaking to him a couple of weeks ago, dropped him a message, but um, ah, mate, technically so good. That season, Hamilton, like, they wouldn't have been in the position they were if it wasn't for him that season. Goals, creative, technically class. Another lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he's in a complete my 11. Solid, solid 11, if I don't say so myself. So I've went, obviously, two strikers, the first one we've got that I've went with up top is Lyle Taylor. Right. Lyle Taylor, obviously, now, I mean, he scored, I was looking up early, he's now at Charlton, obviously, in the championship. 63 yeah. games, 32 goals at sure. championship level, which is a joke. Had a great season with Falkirk, got his move down south, he's an English guy. Loved. I know from Falkirk. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then he... Um, he went to Sheffield Wednesday and then he came on loan to us. And we were, so it was part of this was first year in the Premier League. So they were kind of struggling because they kept most of the nucleus that came up from the championship. And we didn't get off to a great start that year. We had Chris Doolan, we had John Baird. Our strike force was quite thin um, mm. at the time. Chris Erskine had left. So what they ended up doing was John Baird left pretty early in that season, went to Wraith, I think. Did he go to Wraith? Um, and then oh, they brought in Lyle Taylor on loan from Sheffield Wednesday. And he mm. was a bit hit or miss, to be honest with you the entire time he was here up until the last maybe two months of the season and then I've never seen anything like it what up the pace and power was like something I'd never seen before like you like to think you're fast and strong he was throwing boys out the way unconsciously and ended up scoring yeah ended up finishing quite well on the back of what he's done recently tearing it up in Charlton and obviously what I saw in training and stuff because there was days when he was on he was unplayable you couldn't get near him basically the other one I'm just laughing because I know what's coming yeah next. you do you know exactly what's coming it's Chris Dillon <laughs> so yeah. let's, See that let's, me. Me. 
let's set, let's, oh. set, let's set the scene first, right? So, Dills to me was is the one of the nicest guys I've ever met in football. Partick Thistle legend, arguably yeah. their most famous. I mean, he'd probably be in a eleven, and he. It's unfortunate the way it ended with him and Partick Thistle under Gary Caldwell. But Dules was one of these guys, the best first touch I've ever seen off a footballer mm. in my life. But every year I was at Thistle, he was at least for two or three months out the team. He'd be coming off the bench Dropped. to either Lyle Taylor's or Callum Higginbottom's or yeah. um, you name it, somebody would be ahead of him for at least two or three months of the season. Every year he'd finish with 15 goals because every year he'd get dropped, but he'd never go in a huff. He'd always just keep banging on, keep doing what he does, and eventually get back in the team and he'd score two or three goals in a game. Which brings us to the infamous game that... Now, so let's set the scene for this one. So this was a Friday night, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Because I wasn't, I was, I wasn't involved in the squad that night, so I got to witness that up close and personal. I was actually Chico and Ricky, the legendary kit men for Thistle. We were actually standing down by the corner flag outside the tea room watching this game. So Chris Doolin on this particular night against Hamilton Ackies ended up scoring four. Right, finished the season with eight goals. Finished the season with eight goals. He got four this particular Friday night. But he was up against a young man-bund, Craig Watson. That was the problem. (laughs) There was no man-bund. I was at that stage. I couldn't get it back into a man-bund. So it was just fucking lying over my face. Now, the the thing is, we're going to focus on the back heel, which he scored, (laughs) where in... Now, I'm, I know you're adamant that probably that the hair played a part in this goal. <laughs> right. I, right. So what happened was a ball, there was a few intricate passes and whatnot. The ball got lopped over me. That was the one thing about I remember about that game was his movement. Like, one minute he'd be, he'd be in front of you and it almost, like, you'd kind of be what, not standing watching the ball you'd just be getting on with the game and all of a sudden he's making some run in behind you like his movement was class yeah, ridiculous and uh, it was a classic through ball like a chip ball over the top of us for him to be one on one with a goal and what people don't realise is I made a recovery tackle that was absolutely <laughs> tremendous mate like I've hooked my foot I've slid in hooked my foot and like and I almost back heeled the ball away he's turned I'm on the deck with my mop of hair over my face. And the absolute arrogance of him, man. He's back-heeled it into the ground. It's dinked over me. Done Mikey McGovern in gold. It's wheeled away celebrating. Um, I'm lying. I've just been back-heeled chipped here. And I can just hear the Thistle fans going, Chris, do it, do it. Oh, mate. It still it was, haunts me, man. It was one of those... I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a game like that because, and it was almost like a basketball game where it was like, give the bottle duels, give the bottle duels because he's going to score, he's going to score. Goal, 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 goal. It was bonkers. I was brutal that game. Like, you'd get on the ball and look up and there was like nothing, nothing (laughs) on it. Squeeze, get the ball up the pitch, man. But, uh, like you said, it was just that flurry. It was like a cluster. The goals were dead close together and, Oh, I just heard this yeah, I'm sorry I had to bring that up again I had to, but I just want to state my case that the recovery tackle 
was excellent. But yeah. then I get mugged off. Yeah, so and everyone, the SPSL Twitter seems to <laughs> hang that video every two months for some reason. Brutal. That's the most circulated SPFL video on YouTube. Unfortunately, you yeah, appear every single time. <laughs> now, I'm right in saying the haircut get done after that game. Yeah, the next day, it was a Saturday. Got it clean off. Tried to. Partly, tried but, to partly sh- because I felt like a tit and partly because my dad was like, mate, you're not playing with that hair ever again. <laughs> so. Tried to <laughs> shave away that game. Yeah, so duels rounds off now my starting 11. So what we're going to do now is the last part of this is a super sub. So we're going to go with one sub each. We've had a few honourable mentions throughout the podcast, but so one super sub per team. So I'll let you go first. Who have you got? So mine was last year. We, well, last year for East Fife, we actually started the season, we started the season okay. Few draws, few wins. Not that many losses, but then we went in this one this winning streak and I think we got eight wins in a row which was yeah. like a record for the club or whatever Yeah. and in that game uh, at that time we got a loan and it was a boy Rory Curry from Hearts he came to East Fife and he came on six games and scored six games like he scored every time he came on he would score and it was like he, I don't think he mind like not starting the next game because he knew he was going to come on as a, as a sub and get that goal near the end of the game that we just kind of cement the one for us. Yeah. So, uh, no, nah, Rory, he's now, he was at Linfield. He went on loan to uh, Linfield over in Ireland. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my super, super sub because it was like, he first came, six games, six goals, just banging them in. Young boy, dead, energetic, great finisher. So chilled out, like, showed zero emotion. But, yeah. uh, aye, that would be, that would be, that would be my selection. So my super sub, I've went with Lewis Vaughn. Right. Uh, Vaughn is probably, when fit, the best player I've played with. Obviously, he was at Wraith yeah. with me. The most unlucky guy when it comes to injuries. Yeah, he's, he's had, you know, terrible. And he's came back over and over again. And he's obviously done it again last season. And is in the process of recovering again. How he's doing it, I don't know. Fair play to the boys. He really is setting an example for coming back from injuries. But so when I was at Wraith, Vonnie actually was coming back from groin injury. So he'd get a groin injury the tail end of the season before. And when he came back, he played. So it was one of those where he could have started straight straight away. It was it, it was our best player by far. You know, end up scoring three goals against them firmly later on that year when we beat them in the cup. And but for three weeks in a row, Vonnie came off the bench because purely because he was coming back from injury and you were just trying to get his minutes up. And he was coming on for like five, like five, ten minutes and scoring two goals every single time. Like we played, so I remember good. we beat four for four one. I got the last one, Kevin Nisbet got the first one. But we were one each until Vonnie came on and scored two out of nowhere. And he's one of those where eventually it got to a point where it was like, I don't care if you're not fit to play 90 minutes, you have to start because you're scoring two every single time you get come on. on. That pitch. It was like, just get on that pitch. Yeah. And like I said, extremely unfortunate with injuries. But 
I've given him a shout out. He's my he's my super sub. Yeah, I'll get, I'm ah, giving Vonnie Vonnie the nod. So Aye. that's our starting elevens sorted. Um, our manager and our super subs. Mm-hmm. Let us know what team you think prevails. Um, and thanks for being on the podcast, mate. I appreciate it. Cheers for putting me right back in your team, mate. <laughs> I really appreciate that. And yeah. <laughs> it went, it went, nah, Jordan, it went, it went Jordan McMillan, Stephen O'Donnell, then you, mate. Oh, ah, <laughs> cheers. Thanks. Uh, no, nah, thanks for having me on, mate. It's good to see you're doing well. And... Nah, nah, I appreciate oh, it, man. Yeah, bud. Appreciate it.